Hi, I'm Lauren. Hi, I'm Aisha. And this is good for the plot. It is. Episode oh, we two. Oh. Or have we just done it? I think we've just done it, but that should be it now. Okay, okay. Cool. Yeah. I think that should be it. I think so too. Solid. So yeah. what are we doing this episode? So this episode, we're going to talk all about Ginny and Georgia, mm-hmm. because we watched it we watched it at an interesting time. Yeah. I was in a very unstable emotional place when <laughs> I watched this show. And I was busy. Busy and kind mm. of dissatisfied because I was doing so many things at once. Yeah. 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 And then I went and watched the rest of it without you. You did. And I was shady lady to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just never spoke about Jenny and Georgia again. Yeah. So this is the time. Yeah. So yeah. now we're finally breaking those barriers. This is the time. <laughs> Should we start with favourite characters? Yes. Who's your favourite? Marcus is my favourite character. Of course he is. <laughs> Marcus is my favourite character. I'm sure he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I... Should we just... Okay. Okay, let's go about it a different way. Should we just go down the line? Okay. And we'll talk. We'll name the characters and we'll be like, what did you think of them? Okay, okay. Let's start with Ginny. Okay. I found her really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I think that... I think a lot of people did. Yeah. I think the thing with Ginny is you sort of... You understand that you can't be too annoyed at her because she's just a young person. She's supposed to be annoying. Mm. She's supposed to be a bit of an anti-hero. And you want her to realise that... Georgia is not this sort of devil character, this devil mother, and you want her to have more empathy for Georgia, but and she's just not very likable um, but at the same time you can kind of understand that none of us are probably that likable when we're her age, and so I don't have like a hatred for her, Yeah, but I mean, they did their job, she's not very likable. Yeah, I think I really liked her in the beginning in like the first how many episodes of Ginny and Georgia are there like 10 mm. so maybe like five I like loved her I was like she's great like really? she's such a boss yeah. yeah you know like she stood up for herself and she was like knew what she wanted and she didn't take shit from anybody and like I loved that and I think she kept that as well but like you said like she does kind of make some decisions where you're a bit like oh like come on but then all all teenagers do that. Yeah. So you can't really dislike her because you yeah. probably see your younger self in Exactly. Her. <laughs> I think she's like, you know, probably more relatable than a lot of teenagers would like to admit that she is. Yeah. Like, because you do, you look back and you're like, why did I argue with my parents about that? Yeah. Or you're like, oh God, I thought I was so right and I was so wrong. Like, you just lack the nuance of really understanding why you're sad about something or yeah. like when it's fair to be angry about something instead of that it's just default no I'm angry about it yeah this person has wronged me rather than having that reflection about yeah have they wronged me is it really personal yeah I think as well like it's interesting when you watch shows and I think it would be interesting to talk about this if we do well when we do an episode on Gossip Girl or yeah. like Pretty Little Lies or something like that when you watch it as a teen versus when you watch things when you're like mm. an adult ew don't want to be an adult <laughs> but like watching Ginny and Georgia I was like why am I relating more to the adults in this show <laughs> than the teenagers oh god I'm old <laughs> like because I really yeah like I think had I watched it when I was maybe a bit younger would have been more like 
agreed maybe with what Ginny felt and like seen more of like her side whereas I think watching it a bit older I see more of Georgia's side yeah and I sympathize with her more than I think I probably would have with Ginny if I was a bit younger it shows your own like transition into adulthood yeah (laughs) what do you think of Georgia Georgia I loved I love her. Like, obviously, her moral compass is a bit skewish. <laughs> but we love that for her. Um, I think, fundamentally, I don't think she's a bad person. I think, you know, she's got a good heart, really. But she's just gone about things in a bit of a unorthodox way. Chaotic. Yeah. And I think as well, I mean, I don't know, because I've not been a mum yet. But... If I saw my husband being all weird and and touchy-feely with my daughter... Maybe you'd kill him. um, (laughs) Hypothetically. I'm not (laughs) saying I would. But, like, I think it's an interesting take on what love can push you to do. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of shows show that kind of, like, how love can make you do crazy things. But it usually comes from a perspective of, like, boyfriend-girlfriend. So I think having that perspective of, like, mother-daughter... Yeah. Like, what would you do for someone you care about so much was a bit of an interesting take on it that I'd not really seen before in, like, a teen show. Yeah, like, the motherly love. I think as well it shows nicely everyone's separated struggles. Mm. Like, it takes you into that teenager world and body image and all that kind of stuff. And then it takes you into Georgia, who's trying to suppress the fact she actually had a very complicated and, like, rich history mm-hmm. that she doesn't want her kids exposed to. Yeah. And she has this love for them that will push her to do anything, but it also shows you how she might snap at her kids sometimes, how she might, like, break that parent-child boundary. Yeah. And how, like, she isn't perfect in that way because of all of that. So I feel like it's really realistic. I really like it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I love Georgia. I feel like she's just a boss, isn't she? She is. She's, she's great. Such a boss. And she's relatable and she's funny. And I also really like how Georgia like, keeps an element of her youth in her parenting. Mm. Um, yeah. Because I think that there's this idea that as soon as you're a parent, you're settled down and that's it for you. But Georgia still brings fun into being a parent. And I really yeah. like that about her. Yeah, for sure. What did you think about, um, if we go to, like, Georgia, not Georgia, Ginny's friends. Mm. So you've got, like, um, oh my god, I've forgotten her name. You have Maxine. Maxine, that's the one I was trying to think of, Maxine. Maxine is a weird one for me. Yeah. (laughs) Because there's something I really struggle with, with shows, and you haven't seen the new Gossip Girl yet, have you? No. But it's something that comes up in the new Gossip Girl as well, which is on the iPlayer now, you should watch it. Which iPlayer? BBC. I'm watching it. Okay. Um, <laughs> you should, because it is it is good. I am enjoying it, and then we can we can talk about it. But is that kind of? And I think I, I see this in Netflix shows as well. Obviously, Ginny and George is a Netflix show. That need to be like woke, mm-hmm. like that need to be like we're talking about the issues and we're incorporating all this language. Riverdale is an absolute killer for it. It's awful. Like, I agree that you should be bringing up topics that are relevant, issues that, you know, kind of in shows before they didn't really address, things that are considered more taboo or whatever. But, like, every sentence is something like, oh, like, what did Veronica say in Riverdale? 
she's like like they're fighting and she's like i'm sick of all this toxic masculinity like mm. like stuff like that and i think Ginny in georgia has quite a bit of that it, like oh, within maxine gotcha. of where it's like they use her to kind of be like no but we understand the issues of today and like the things that all the kids are talking about like i just find it maxine specifically is one of those where i'm like ah so this was written by an adult yeah it's really <laughs> oh i totally like get trying that, to write a teenager yeah because i think one show that does it very well is sex education yes that is a great do. one we should do an episode on um but i feel like i think it's the difference between putting issues in to put issues in and letting them develop organically because if you let them develop organically there might be a couple of episodes where there are no issues um or that it will bring more nuance to the issues and like how they take form mm. because i feel like it's just very politically correct and like doing it for the points to just have people saying these phrases but to actually yeah. let the theme itself develop like sometimes showing toxic masculinity will speak for itself more than if you just say oh all this toxic masculinity exactly it devalues the actual concept of the thing just happening yeah and so i think that yeah i kind of see that with maxine i like maxine because she reminds me of myself when i was younger like chaotic yeah yeah like chatty and like i like that there's that element of like this really chatty person um so i do like her and she like sort of is that young chaos yeah um but yeah it kind of devalues her to use her as that i also i mean i always appreciate when they have lgbt characters in shows and like i also really loved that like maxine was already out when we when you start the show because like as much as i think emily from pll was a great character to have and her coming out like she said before people always say to her like that really helped them and to see that representation i think is great but i think a lot of the time as well it is a thing of like their storyline is them coming out Mm. or their storyline is to do with like the struggles of being gay whereas like with maxine she had the normal struggles that you would not like that they usually put into like um like straight relationships yeah and it wasn't like oh she's struggling because she's gay it was just like oh she has a crush on this person they don't like her back like just making those making her relationship stories just like normal like everyone else she just happens to be gay yeah i get you i like that because i feel like her breakup was a breakup storyline not a lesbian breakup storyline exactly which was nice which is nice because i think too much sometimes they focus on like making that their whole personality Mm. whereas like i much like being lgbt i prefer to see storylines where like it's just treated normally like Mm -hmm. um like schitt's creek like shows like that it's nice to just see shows where lgbt characters are just happy and just living their life and there's no like it's not packed with like homophobia or like anything like that like those kind of obstacles they have to overcome yeah it's nice to just be like oh this is just nice (laughs) they're just this is just nice i get you because when i think back to maxine i think about her chattiness like the vibrant clothes like her personality i don't think about the fact she was a lesbian so in that sense they did it well yeah and i also really loved i mean this is kind of like the whole of like the 
bakers but the fact that their dad was deaf Mm -hmm. i thought that was great oh that was really good and that representation was something that i'd never seen in the show before and they made it really normal and like showed them accommodating for him and learning sign language like it was i really liked that i thought that was really really sweet yeah and it was casual and again it wasn't about him being deaf he was just their dad and like they all got on and like sometimes they even poke fun at it like and that was nice because it showed like how family probably would be in that circumstance yeah yeah exactly rather than like tiptoeing around it yeah so if you go from maxine to then abby abby was a really interesting one and i think she's a great i really enjoy characters well not enjoy but like appreciate characters in shows that have that real grey area. Mm. Ones where you're like, oh, you did something so shitty, like, I don't like you. But then you're like, oh, but now I kind of see you've got stuff going on. So then I'm like, I'm supposed to feel bad for you. But then do I feel bad for you? Like, do I not? Do I like you? Do I not? Like, those Mm -hmm. kind of, like, grey area characters, I always, like, enjoy those kinds of characters in shows because it kind of divides people on how they feel about them i enjoy that too because like abby had some toxic traits and how she would like manifest her anger Mm. Um, but at the same time you could also relate to like her body issues and everything and you sort of you saw where the vulnerability came from yeah and i think that it's only normal to like show your upset in a bad way when you're young Mm. and so i feel like that was nicely shown through abby and one scene i always remember is when she was with the girls and like they were all fighting and then she mentioned her parents divorce and then they all just went back to normal and like started laughing and it kind of showed you that they were able to put away like they were able to sort of forgive each other for being snappy or bitter yeah because i realized lately that a big part of friendship is also when your friends make mistakes and when they're like not there for you and all of that being able to snap back from it yeah and like realizing that people are human and i feel like abby was a good way of showing that yeah i think so and i think it's hard because you get that something that doesn't get spoken about too much i think is like there's a lot of things about oh like relationships what to do in relationships how to prepare like for relationships in life friendships i feel like there's no guide for stuff like that about abby was and it's it's another one of those where you're like i shouldn't relate to this because it's a shitty thing but i do like her obviously having maxine and then georgia coming in and maxine being obsessed with george um Ginny and loving her and like loving Ginny and them being together all the time and abby was just kind of like what the fuck yeah <laughs> like and you get that where you have a best friend and then there's someone else and you're like oh no she's the someone else (laughs) she was my someone else so like and you do you feel like oh why am i like now not a good enough friend anymore so then next we could do like nora nora yeah i don't really remember a lot about nora to be honest i don't think nora was a massive character really other than like she told do you remember she told her parents that georgia had a gun Mm. yeah yeah that's kind of the only real thing i remember about her and her and her boyfriend were like like a thing yeah but 
I thought Nora was real adorable, though. Oh, she was. 100%. She was such a cute. She was nice. And she's she a cutie. Had, yeah, she had a good sense of style, cute fringe. She did. She yeah. had a great sense of style. I think that all that really stood out about Nora was that she was really sweet. Yeah. I don't really remember much else about her, but I did like her character. Yeah. And it was like, I used to watch Degrassi. So, like, to see her and Maxine together in a show again was, like, real cute because they were together on Degrassi. Oh, That was so adorable. Oh, I didn't know that. She was a real wild character on Degrassi. Really? Yeah. Damn. Good for her. Good for her. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Aiden. Who's Aiden? (laughs) Ginny's brother. Austin. Austin! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Austin. Austin is one of my faves. Austin's so so cute. cute. Such a cute. And his little round glasses. I know. Bless him. I just love Austin. I love him as well. Yeah. And it kind of, I feel like Austin shows you kind of well um, that really young perspective. So they've got a bit of everyone in there. They have, for sure. They've got a bit of everyone. Like, bless him. Like, him like struggling at school and stuff and not wanting to go and like i feel like everyone in this show just has some there's something everyone can relate to a little bit and how those home issues can manifest in someone who's a sweet kid yeah um how sweet kids can also be aggressive and like how home life relates to that yeah it was quite nice to see yeah he's such cute he's amazing so cute so adorable okay marcus that man that man is so fine it's not even right i mean you're partial to him i am marcus types i am (laughs) i do i am yep i got my own marcus i liked marcus but i also thought that the way he dipped after the first time they had sex was really bad it was for me he's like not like a chuck bass because no one is like chuck bass like Mm. i love that man but, like, whereas Chuck kind of has that character development over a few seasons, they kind of pack it into one season with Marcus. Mm. So, like, he does something real shitty in the first episode, but they kind of want you to like him by the last one. Whereas, like, with Chuck, you get that gradual because it's so many episodes. Whereas I think trying to force it into just ten makes it seem a bit more like, why do you all of a sudden want me to like this yeah person. it's only been like a couple episodes since he did something real shitty yeah i feel you i don't know i feel like marcus has chill guy syndrome marcus definitely has chill guy syndrome <laughs> in that he's too relaxed too chill like you could sort of leave or you could stay and marcus would be fine yeah 100%. i don't know i like him kind of and like i get the appeal i get why he's hot but i also feel like I don't know. I feel like Marcus needs to grow. He needs some inner work. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the dynamic between him and Maxine. Mm. I think that they're really sweet together. And then that kind of makes him seem more likable, like the moments that Mm. he shares with her. And then like when he is more vulnerable with Ginny, there's that kind of like, oh, you do have feelings. Like you do actually care about things. Like kind of hard he's one of those people that i mean you meet in real life all the time where it is hard to pull information out of them and get how they really are feeling about a situation so giving the chill guy depth the chill guy depth yeah 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 that's a tricky one (laughs) i feel like i i feel that 
Yeah. Maybe that's why I like Marcus because I'm like I know you. <laughs> I think so. I've I have always, met you before. <laughs> I've always thought that. Yeah. 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 So I do. I do like Marcus, and I think season two. Even though, like, obviously the big main point of them is Ginny and Marcus's relationship, I feel like seeing Marcus kind of grow on his own might be even be a bit more interesting mm. than their like I relationship so. being the forefront. Yeah, giving Marcus more of that character development and yeah, helping him talk about his feelings more. Yeah, because he definitely, like, if it's not him and Ginny, then he kind of just disappears. Mm. Like, you just don't really see him for a while. But seeing more of Marcus would be nice. Because, yeah, it was nice to sort of see his, like, more gentle interaction with Maxine. Yeah, I think he's, like, an interesting character. I think so, for sure. And then Hunter... Oh, well, Hunter's just... Okay, okay. I feel like I know Hunter as well. Yeah. <laughs> Hunter's just the wrong guy. He is. He's he's sweet, um, and he's good on paper, but he's not good for Ginny. Yeah. And I think he's just a representation of the guy who's too good on paper, too nice, that it's a little yeah. bit cringy and a little bit unappetising. Yeah. So I think that they really got the nice guy versus the right guy dynamic very spot on with hunter and marcus 100 percent. and i think like bad boy nice guy kind of oh, vibes but giving the, the bad, bad boy, boy the enough boy. like depth for him to not just be an asshole i feel like we could do like i mean i did write an article on the good boy and the bad boy for pll already but like to do like an episode on it like because it's such a good dynamic such a classic yeah. like it's so good but I think, yeah, Hunter's definitely, he's just a nice guy. And it yeah. just didn't, but he just wasn't the right fit. Mm. And, I, and I like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because you, you, you do have those in real life. You do. Where you're like, oh, man. Like, He'll be nice so for nice, someone else. But it's just not, it, there's just something, it's like, why? Why not? Why is this not working because you're so nice or you're so perfect like you do all these things and it's like but there's just something in there that's like there's that lack of depth yeah yeah i think as well like you can be super super nice but if there's you know sort of guys who are like real nice like real good on paper but they almost like lack that like inner thought yeah they lack that depth yeah you don't have the juicy conversations with them because everything's just so right yeah yeah. yeah, I feel like you have a lot of those in Cambridge as well. You need one. You need you need guys that have grit, that have character. You do. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Bless him. Yeah. What about my favorite? Um, oh, Joe. Ginny's dad. Oh, Ginny's dad. Ginny's <laughs> dad is. I would have thought dream. Joe would have been your favorite. Oh, I, he is. But Ginny's dad is my dream man. Ginny's dad, I loved him. Zion, that's his mm. name. Of course it's Zion. I know, it's such a cool name. I yeah. loved him. He's cool. He's into poetry. He was really cool. He's thoughtful, he's deep, he's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, I love Zion. Yeah. Zion is my heartthrob. Marcus is yours. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked um, the like father-daughter dynamic when they explored that. When they went to the open mic, I thought that was a really nice episode. Mm. Um, but... I think that again like showed there's like the two different sides of the like fun parent or like the like more like the younger parent Mm. so like you were saying about how 
Georgia keeps that like young style into her parenting and still has fun, still does things, but she's still the committed parent. Yeah. Whereas with Zion, I think those more repressed like dreams and things he wants to do kind of are more at the forefront yeah. of his parenting style. So he's kind of like, well, I'm still going to go and do these things. Whereas Georgia takes more of a, I'm going to do like more of the parenting thing. Mm. So I do like his character a lot because I feel like that must be hard. Yeah. Like if you have all these things you want to do to then try and balance that mm. is th- a lot. Yeah. I think Zion's nice because he shows the realities of what a free-spirited person might be like in a family. Yeah. And he's he's there for his kids and he loves them, but he's not there enough because he's someone who likes to wander a lot. Yeah. And the realities of, like, that's lovely for him, but it also means that he never really forms a proper connection with his kids. Yeah. And they're always, like, lacking a bit of him. And I think it's, it's nice to show... Um, that sort of like absent parent not through someone that's just plainly awful but someone who's more complicated and someone who's trying to balance the fact that they know what they want and it's very fluid with that stability that their kids wish they had yeah because i think you watch it and he's not an unlikable character Mm. or anything like that and it doesn't come from like a place of oh he doesn't care about his kids or he doesn't want them or anything Mm. like that like I think that is more of an interesting perspective on it that you don't really see a lot. I think in shows like Gossip Girl or Pretty Little Lies, things like that, if there's, like, a parent that's, like... There's always seems to be, like, the shitty parent Mm -hmm. and the good parent. Or everyone's just got shitty parents, like in Gossip Girl. (laughs) So, like, to have, again, another one of those characters that's, like, oh, like... You can see you get to see their perspective of it mm-hmm. rather than just seeing it from the perspective of say like Ginny who would probably just see it more in a negative light you see his side of it as well and mm-hmm. you can be like oh like you, like people will relate to that thing of still wanting to like live out your dreams and things you wanted to do yeah and having that balance is hard when you naturally just are a person that wants to be on the move and wants to be exploring other things for sure and like how the absent parent can be human too because i think i kind of get it because i feel like i quite relate to zion yeah and that like there are lots of things i want to do and i want to be on the move but also like that damages like stability in your life yeah and obviously i don't feel it to the same level because i don't have any real like yeah child commitment yeah, yeah. <laughs> bitch ain't pregnant but <laughs> But, like, at the same time, I can imagine that's tricky, that balance between needing to commit to your kids and needing to commit to being stable and not feeling like that would let you live your true purpose. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I really love their flashback scenes as well. Yeah. Georgia and Zion. I think, like, being able to see those really helps you understand their relationship better and the love that they have for each other. Yeah. And I really want them to be together. I Me can't too. Lie, I really do. So but then nice. I also think, again, I enjoy the fact that they aren't as well. Because, mm. like, obviously when you watch it, you want them to be together and you're like, not the not the mayor. Not the mayor. How oh, you, Not the mayor. We'll do him next. When you've got Zion, how could you go for the mayor? But there also is a bit of that, like, 
everyone can't always have a happy ending all the time. Mm. And I think it's nice because I feel like a lot of shows lead up to that happy ever after they get together. And then no, like, no show ever addresses, like, then it's difficult, then it's downfall, then you go through phases of, like, not really being romantic anymore. And yeah. I feel like it's nice that this show kind of recognises that there are things that pull them apart. Mm. And so although there's that romance and that love, it's not always enough. Yeah. Like, even if you love someone, that doesn't mean you're supposed to be with them. Yeah. 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 So that was... Yeah. But I do, I want them to be together. But then, I'm like, I prefer... Do I prefer Joe and Georgia? Maybe I do. Oh, maybe I I do too. I think they're really sweet. They're really sweet. Let's just go in with Joe, because we're already talking about him. Joe's lovely. Joe is lovely. He's a sweetheart. And I love the way the little friendship he has with Ginny and like trying to support her. I think he's a great guy. I really like that. And then also um, the little like callbacks they have to like that when he, they met when they were kids Mm. about like, Oh, if I had a horse, I'd call them milkshake. Like, Mm. and then he actually has a horse called milkshake now because he remembered that. Like Mm. that stuff is so cute. Yeah. And I think they've done a good job of planting those like seeds to then hopefully they'll be together later down the line. Yeah. And that'll be more of a, like, satisfying, like, oh, they're finally together. And it'll be quite stable as well, I think, with Joe. I mean, and as he owns a restaurant there, it'll be nice because it means that it can give Ginny the place she wants to be. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The mayor. (laughs) The bloody mayor. He's mad. He's mad. He went off. I mean, I thought he was nice but dull. And then all of a sudden he pops off and he's like, we're the same, <laughs> like Georgia. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I don't care what you've done, like... Paul's just You crazy. and me. Paul needs to go to therapy, honestly. I think so. He's just mad. I don't want them to be married. Like, they had some <laughs> sweet moments. Yeah. Like, in him and Austin is quite a cute little, like, duo. Oh, I do enjoy that duo. But, like, oh, I just don't want them to be together. He's a mad lad. He needs some therapy. He's, like, very cocaine vibes. And... Mm. Paul, I don't know, Paul needs to settle down with himself, like. <laughs> yeah. But, you know who I do love? Who? Is the other guy in the office I can't remember the name of. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah, I love him too. He's one of my absolute favourites. And then when he does the drag queen thing as well. Incredible. I adore him. Incredible. And I love how shady he was to Georgia. <laughs> yeah. And how they formed a bond past that. I, I love that. It's really good. So, I mean, we've kind of already talked about it. But who do you want together? And who do you think? No. I, um, I would like, I think Georgia and Joe. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I think it would be better than Sion. I don't even know if we'll get it in season two, though. I think that could be, if it gets picked up for a, a season three, thing. it could be a yeah. bit of a ways away. But yeah, I feel like there'll be some tension between Joe and Zion at some point. Paul, Jesus Christ, not him. Not Paul. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I and also I do want Jenny and Marcus to be together. Yeah, yeah. Hunter, I think he should be single for now. <laughs> Bless him. Um, yeah, those are those are my relationship desires. Yeah, I think the same. I think I want Ginny and Marcus to be together, but I think it would be better if they got together once they were both a little bit more 
kind of settled in who they are because mm. obviously when Ginny drives away at the end she's got a lot going on <laughs> she's got a lot of family stuff going on all that kind of thing and I think that would be not a good foundation for a relationship yeah but at the same time as a teenager you don't think about things like that yeah and nor do you really have good foundations for anything exactly so maybe so I think they probably will just get together anyway. I think so too but yeah ideally they would take some time to figure themselves out and then yeah. get together yeah joe and georgia i do i love them um i think it's a shame that obviously the guy from the office i don't know why i can't remember his name and the detective aren't a real couple yeah because obviously he thinks they're a real couple but the detective is like undercover yeah which is a shame. oh it's sad isn't it because those two are like kind of cute yeah maybe paul and the guy from the office should get together yeah <laughs> i feel like what would be kind of interesting is if Abby secretly had, like, a thing for Maxine. Mm. Like, if they took that kind of, like... Jealous Jealousy thing. Yeah. And turned it into romantic. Yeah. That would be... Yeah. That would be quite interesting. I loved Maxine and, um... I don't know if her name was Kimberly in the show, if her name's Kimberly in real life. Yeah. Or if I just saw her in something else and she was called Kimberly. I don't remember. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's just the name that yeah. is coming to my mind. They were a sweet couple. But they were so cute. And their breakup was real sad. It was, but it was also, it was nice in a weird way that it it wasn't this, like, terrible, like, heart-shattering thing. It was just very much like, oh, I I love you, but I need to move on. Yeah. And, like, I don't want to be with you in that way. Yeah. And in a way, that was, like, quite realistic. I don't know, it was an interesting one. It was realistic, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, they did it well. Yeah. I think it's quite a relatable one. And it was nice as well to, like you said, like have ones that are like a bit more realistic, ones that don't usually get, you don't usually see breakups like that because it's, you know, a teen drama. They want like, you cheated on me or like Mm. you find them kissing someone else, like the the explosive ones. It fades out and it's not mutual. Yeah. They're not mutual ones. They're rough, man. They're rough. They are are rough. (laughs) They're rough. Yeah. So... Yeah, I did like them together. Nora and her boyfriend were kind of just in the background, so I feel like maybe in season two... We could bring them up more. Some more themes around Nora, because I feel like she was kind of done dirty, because we didn't really explore her. kind of the forgotten member of Mang a bit. So I think we could do more with Nora. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Hmm. What do you hope for season two? What are your predictions? I don't know. I think where I think Ginny's going to find Zion. I think that's where she's driving off to. Yeah, I think she's going to cause some chaos, and I think that Georgia will end up in court. Yeah, I don't think she'll go to like jail, mm. but I think it's gonna like it's gonna catch up with her, and maybe like when she is in court or like in custody or whatever, that's when Ginny will be like, "Oh shit." Yeah. I think Paul will be the reason she gets out. I think Paul will do something that lets her get out of court. Yeah. And be fine. Because I think, like, in the moment, Ginny's, like, maybe her plan is, like, oh, well, you know, like, stay away from mum. Like, like obviously, like, Zion will take us in and stuff. Mm. But the reality of that will probably be, like, he is too much of a free spirit to want to raise two children yeah so he'll be like 
can't really do that. And then obviously, if they were to then get put into the system, they would be separated, probably. Yeah. Like, they could get separated. And I think if that all, like, shit starts hitting the fan like that, then Ginny will realise, like, oh, this wasn't as simple as I first thought. And then I feel like Ginny will end up teaming with Joe to help Georgia. Yeah. Sort of in a different way that Paul tries to help Georgia. Yeah. Which would be kind of cool. And I think Paul might try to separate Ginny and Austin at some point and take Austin. I think that, like, Paul is, like, secretly, I think he's going to turn out to be a bad guy. Oh, 100%. Like, I think he's going to be dodgy. Yeah. And I think he's going to have an aggressive moment with Ginny when he, like, threatens her or something. Yeah. Like, I think he'll be, like, me and... Georgia and Austin are going to be a family. Yeah. Because you, like, screwed her over. So you should probably go run away back to Zion now. Yeah. And Zion will then step in. But I think that Joe will step in better. Yeah. 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 I think... Yeah. I think Marcus, like... I don't know. I don't really know where a relationship fits into that. I know. She's so busy. She's so busy. She's too booked. She's, She's too, too full. booked. <laughs> like, for him. Which maybe that is it. Mm. He's like, where are you? Yeah. But then I think that maybe he might accidentally take down Paul. Because I don't think that Marcus has the ability to do it on purpose, but I think he might accidentally take him down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And save the day by accident. Yeah. And then they get together. Yeah. I feel like they've kind of set up a lot of characters and I hope that people don't really fall to like the way like the mm. wayside. Because like like Abby, even in this first season, I feel like they gave her so many stories. Mm. They gave her obviously like the self confidence, the self esteem and like the body um I guess like body dysmorphia yeah. issues. Um Whereas, and then also her parents' divorce and the jealousy with, like, the friendships and the feud with, like, Ginny and, like, they gave her so much and then didn't really explore any of it. Yeah. Like, so I don't know if, I'm kind of hoping in season two, like, maybe the friend group will find out more about those kinds of things and be able to help her out with those rather than just, like, it kind of just getting forgotten about a little bit because mm. i felt like that was already kind of happening yeah we'll have to do another episode after our predictions to see if oh my god we will comes true we will we'll have to do like a catch-up follow-up episode yeah but um yeah what would you give it out of 10 you see i enjoyed it is it objectively the best show no um I would give it a six or seven. I was going to go for a seven, yeah. Yeah, because I did enjoy it. Um, Is it that complex? Not really. But it does... I think it does its job well because it's not supposed to be like a super complicated show. Um, And I think it does show all the different characters in like quite interesting ways. And I think that like it gives a lot of different... um, age range perspectives on things yeah and so i think it does a lot of things well and it's an enjoyable watch i'll give it that oh yeah so i was like hooked when i first started watching it 
I think I watched it in two days. Mm. I think I watched like five one day and then five the next. Like mm. I was like in it. I was invested. Yeah. And I think like they've done a good job of having it because obviously it is supposed to be focused on Ginny and Georgia, but like you are also invested in the side characters. Mm. Like there's not really any any episodes or any times where I'm watching it where I'm like, oh, like, just get back to the other ones now. Yeah. Like, I'm in I'm in it with everyone. You like the little plot lines. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's that actually a good thing for a show is to do, good, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a good way to keep it more, like, refreshing as well, because they can always, like, focus on someone else a bit more mm. and keep it, keep all the storylines moving. Mm. So I think, um, yeah. I think it's, like, yeah, like I already said, good LGBT representation. I think there's a lot of themes. There was like the, you know, self harm with Ginny. Yeah. And then like the the body issues and like there's a lot of topics where I think these are really good Good teenage topics. To bring up in shows. So you yeah. know, so you raise awareness so that people can watch them and be like, you know, relate to them and, and things and they always have the message at the end, like with helplines. But I do hope in season two, my only thing would be that the characters that are experiencing those actually get the help and support for them that they need from the other Mm. characters. Because only Marcus, I think, knows about Ginny and the lighter. I hope that Georgia finds out by the end. I actually think that Zion might be quite good in that situation to step in and help. You see them in shows before where they, like, have tried to kind of go with those kinds of topics or raise awareness but then the characters either like just no one really finds out Mm. and it just kind of gets forgotten about or like fasters yeah which i think you know the journey to getting support would be a good one for a teen show to have yeah i think as good as it is to raise awareness about and include those kinds of themes you also need to then give them healing in hand in hand with that show that it's be- that you can get better yeah. and that you know there is like help for those things and showing people supporting that person through that journey as well i think is just as important as just like having it in the show for sure i yeah. think so too so i think we'd give it a group seven yeah i'd give it a seven a seven i did i liked it and you know related to a lot of it and then also just enjoyed it as just like a teen show yeah like part of me when i watch shows is looking for more like oh you know like just because that's what i enjoy like how's it filmed i thought like it was filmed really well i really liked like the colors Mm. and like the decoration and like the set design and everything everyone's rooms are really cool and really reflected them really well good rooms i liked maxine's room yeah and stuff so i think like and Marcus was really good at art as well. Like yeah, he painted, he painted cool. Ginny, and then like he has loads of art in his room. I think, weirdly, if you look at Marcus's room, you can understand him more than what they show you yeah. about him in the you show. You can see a bit more depth to Marcus, which yeah. is a nice subtle way of having set design also tell a story, which I like. Yeah. So I liked all that kind of stuff, the cinematography and everything. I thought was really well done. The outfits are great. Yeah, Again, George's I think reflect outfits everyone great. really well. Yeah. Um, so like I enjoy that kind of stuff and like the writing and things. But then I also can just appreciate that it's a teen show and mm. just enjoy it 
like more superficially just for that yeah so i think seven out of ten i think it has the potential to go up to an eight or we'll see with season with season two yeah. yeah It also has the potential to go down. It does. <laughs> so And it may well. So and it may let's well. Let's see what Paul takes it to. <laughs> It'll be Paul. It'll be Paul that pisses me be. off, for sure. Well, thank yeah. you for listening to our Ginny and Georgia episode. I know. We'll be back next week with Career Chat. We will. Yeah. Career uncertainty. Yeah. All that. The perils all of that it. Fun. I'll try to write an accompanying blog post. Yeah. 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 I'm going to do just little notes and things before next episode. And hopefully people will be able to relate to that. Yeah. Um, can't promise we'll have any great advice. It'll be no. more just like, We're this in the is what's happening with us. <laughs> Maybe you can relate more than, more than gain advice. Exactly. Because we're not out of it yet. We're not. Not in a place to be giving advice. No. But Definitely not. But I think it'll still be a good listen. So. Yeah. And today we've Tune spoken in. about another plot. But next week we'll be back to our flop. Yeah. Which is good for our flop. So I think, yeah, a good mix of things. Like I said, we'll probably do like Gossip Girl and stuff like that as well. Just to kind of, you know, take Branch a bit of a out. break from our plot sometimes. Yeah. And Delve into someone else's. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Cool. See you guys next time. Next week. Next week. Yeah. Like and subscribe. Smash that like <laughs> button. <laughs> um... When you're just on the the audio one, give us a cheeky follow on Spotify. Yeah. Pop us a review. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. Exciting. Bye. Bye. Gosh. <laughs> Crazy.